0: What would you tell people in that when they're in caught between the starting off and trying to make a leap to something that's more professional, that's providing some sort of uh, ability for them to monetize on their platform? Should that be an expectation? And what are some of the ways that you suggest? Yeah, so again, to like
1: the advice is is again, it's it's contextual to this region, right? But like, uh, no.
0: Welcome to Own the Future, a podcast made for and by Changemakers, a place where we gain the courage to own our story, the freedom to own our craft, and the power to Own the future. I am your host, Lucas Grobot, and today we are back with part two of the Soup Part episode with Chirag, where we we're talking about podcasting, we're talking about metrics, we're talking about vanity metrics and engagement, monetizing your your podcast, your platform, your social media, your life, and what your expectations are, what your angles are as you're about to settle into this podcast, and maybe you're driving, working out cooking, I ask you to do one favor. If this podcast has added any value in your life, please take a moment and share it on Instagram or text it to a friend. Text it and send it. Share it with someone who will be blessed and encouraged by this podcast today. So tune in. Here is the rest of the episode.
1: The advice is, is again, it's, it's contextual to this region, right? But like, and uh, no you know operate as if you're not going to get compensated especially here because we we do not yet have a sustainable um pool of money that is being mm. put into uh, podcasting yeah uh, so again if you were in the u.s my advice would be slightly different i would say something like yeah don't expect to make a you know, a thousand bucks a month, but you can expect maybe a few hundred might come back and you'll cover your hosting costs and maybe like a little bit of editing time, let's say. Uh, so yeah, it does depend. Uh, again, it's also, like I said, it's contextual because of where we are. Um, as was the case with any creative endeavor, yeah, expect to put in work, yeah. expect that it's going to cost you. Yeah. And again, it goes back to the same thing, right? Like it sounds like the equipment is where the money is, but it's not. Mm. It's in the actual creative it's endeavor. It's emotional labor. Yeah. It's the, it's the labor of, of doing the interview, doing the research for the interview, doing the research after the interview, doing the edits, getting the show up to where you're happy with it and publishing it. Um and that's and and to be fair like when we when we're producing shows for other people that is actually the chunk of what we charge for right it's actually putting that creative piece around doing the show yeah uh and yeah so i think and
0: that's the place that shows are made and broken it is in that oh, emotional yeah, yeah, creative yeah, yeah. labor around it not necessarily how good is your your mic and did you use the right host and did it get to the rss fee yeah exactly
1: absolutely i mean i think
0: it it, that's the value it's
1: it's like it's it's like what photography is now right like now anybody can be a photographer because access to a camera is there for everybody yeah right um i mean we have award-winning photographers that use their smartphones Mm -hmm. right like i mean they're winning awards just purely of the um, photos they're taking on their smartphones so um this is not to say that like a great photographer with a really good DSLR isn't going to create magic. Of mm-hmm. course he is, right? Or he or she is. But this is to say that like the average for good photography has is at this level today, where anybody can do it. Yes. because it's very accessible, etc. And I think the same thing is true with podcasting. It's very easy to. I mean, it's very accessible to pick up a mic, uh, find a host, and and publish a show. This is this is a pretty level playing field for everybody. Yeah. Um so it's in the creative work that obviously where everything is. And that's that is to be fair. I mean that's that's why companies are coming to us to say, hey, help us with this bit. Yeah. You are the expert. You can you know what works for audiences and and how to package and do all of this stuff and help us you know, let's work together to, to build that package. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, but when, when you're taking an individual who's saying, I want to start a podcast, what should I expect in terms of that? I would say go in with the mission rather than with making money as yeah. your platform or, or as your or as your key, uh, whatever, indicator, indicator because uh, you are more likely not going to make any money yeah. than you are to make any money. And I mean that like by a 99 to 1 ratio kind yeah. of thing, right? Um, I, I do think maybe in a... At least a year to a couple of years from today, um, this con- this this advice can tweak a little bit. Maybe mm. there will be a pool of money that is being put into podcast advertising, but we're we're easily a year or two out from that. yeah. And so do it because and that's why finding that mission is so important. Like do it because you really want to share. This conversation, this interview, this whatever, make it about that. Because if you're not doing that, one is you won't come back week after week. You'll give up after a while. It's one of the reasons why, as we said, you know, 60 odd percentage of the shows don't make it post episode 10. It's incredible. And 10 is not a big number. You would think 10 is not a big number. And yet we do not make it past episode 10 because it's – things get in the way. Uh, I mean – This is not to say that, I mean, we're all doing, I mean, a lot of people start podcasting on the side, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you're doing it on the side, well, you also have work and then some, one day you'll have to make a decision and say, Hey, today I have to go do this or record my podcast. Today I have to do why or record my podcast. And twice you'll pick the podcast. The third time you'll pick the podcast. And one day you'll be like, today I can't do the podcast. Mm -hmm. If it was making money, you would, this would not be a problem. Correct. Right. Because then you'd be like, no, of course I got to do my podcast. I have to get paid. Yeah. Um, But when, when that's not the case, uh, that's what happens. You will, you will end up picking something else, which is completely fair. and I totally uh, fine. It's totally fine. But. But it's uh, also
0: knowing that if you start picking something else, you've moved out of professional into amateur and soon you will pod fade.
1: Yes. Very, very soon. Very likely. Um, I think, I mean, there's, there's a little bit to say about momentum as well. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why the people look at that number 10 as, as like that. That key key number because I think when you've got ten episodes or twelve episodes or fifteen out there, your motivation to be like, even if today I'm not picking the podcast, that's fine, but I am going to put that episode seventeen out there. It's ridiculous that like I've got sixteen. I've got people who listen to me, and yeah. they, you know, and I'll go back for it. Uh, but when you're under ten, I think you know that crossover is is way lower as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, I've got a few people who listen, but like, what what are they gonna do if I don't publish an episode this week? Yeah, and um, yeah, so you, the idea is to, I think. You know, go in. That's why. That's why. For me, it's like let the topic be the reason why you're doing mm. this, rather than the money. Uh, because yes, I'm doing this for a living, and I have people paying me to make shows for them. But it's uh, it's it was a it was a considered decision that I made at some point to say, yeah, well, okay, this is how I'm going to I am going to do this. And so that's different, but I understand, I, I completely get it that yeah. not everybody can make that call and yeah. not everybody has that flexibility that I had to be able to make certain set of considerations that I did last year to, to make that totally this way. Right. And so, so yeah. um, It goes
0: back to the conversation that we we're having about expectation and what expectation are you going into the show with and carrying it with? And when I started my podcast, I, I went in with the expectation of this is not, Going to be a cash flowing endeavor, I'm not yep. from ad at least ad advertisement, um, and going into it with you know that that purpose in mind, um, going into it realizing this is this is a tool amongst other things that's going to enable me to achieve things outside of necessarily financial arbitrage mm-hmm. from just ad revenue. Sure. Um, And I think that's an important expectation for people to enter into this medium and this endeavor Um, and continuing on with it in, in that of I'm going to show up and I'm going to do it excellently. I'm going to do it professionally. I'm going to show up every week, every two weeks, every month um, because I want to prevail in this art because I have something that I want to say yeah. because I have something that I want to contribute to the world. I have something that I want to share with the world.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, and it is worth the emotional labor. It is worth the time. It is worth the, the lack of sleep in order to put it out. Yeah. And I think if someone is entering into, especially this space is, I think, uh, it does take just the the editing the audio it takes time. Because oh, yeah, it's yeah. You're you can't just look at like you can look at a photo and you can get it there, mm-hmm. but you have to listen through all the audio multiple to, times to get it there. I
1: mean I, I um that's something I, I, I kinda tell people sometimes. I'm like, you know that when when you wanna publish an episode, the time it takes to to put the episode out there roughly, even at a very bare bones level, is the total time of the interview and at least two or three times that just to listen to that over and over again yeah. because you want to listen from start to finish and realize that, okay, I'm, I'm happy with it or I want to take something out. But if you have an hour long interview, it's going to take you an hour to listen to it at, at a minimum you, before you edit and put it out there for other people to yeah. listen. So uh, yeah, don't forget that. I, I, think, um, I, I think that's also why a lot of times I, I try to remind people that understand what your time commitment is to this because it is going to take time. And if you don't have time to put out four episodes a week, a month, sorry, then maybe set up a show that's not putting out mm-hmm. weekly because you're going to fail. You, you're setting yourself up to fail, and then it's going to create that cycle oh. of like, man, last month I only put out one. This month maybe I'll put out two. By the way, I mean I'm saying this as if like I figured this out. I haven't, right? Like we've had shows that we've we've changed our our production schedule, yeah, just because we realized later that we're not able to meet a certain commitment. Yeah. And by the way, that's okay too. But yeah. but be conscious of it yeah. and understand that, look, I mean, on this show, the two of us that want to meet and, and do two episodes every month are not able to get our schedules to work, to do two episodes a month. So guess what? We're just going to do a monthly episode. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but but figure out like where, where you are because it, and again, it's the same thing, right? Like when this is a creative endeavor for you on the side, you are making decisions, and it's mm-hmm. competing against many other things that you're it doing: is. your your day job, it your um, groceries, your you know your your health. It could be anything: your kids, your families. So, um, yeah, make do it as a commitment. Figure out where you fit in, where in your month mm-hmm. uh, you have time to do this, and then and then get ahead. Because yeah. it, but it's better to take two months to to get started on a show than to start and give up in three weeks. Oh, it's like, the worst. You know, which is which is what I mean. And that it.
0: overcommitment, if if we <coughs> overcommit, I found myself, when I overcommit and I'm not able to meet my expectations of myself, then I get discouraged and I avoid the work yes, exactly. because of the internal emotions of well, feeling most, like that's what I'm most failing. people
1: do. Yeah. And I think a lot of people will that's exactly what they do. They they start avoiding it or they're like, well, or you, start, you get yourself into the cycle where you're like, well, it's not like I produced an episode last month anyway. What what if I let this one go too? I yeah. mean, or like, you know, it's like the 25th and you're sitting there editing an episode of yeah. the next month and you're like, well, it's not like I did one last month. It's not like people are expecting me to have one out every yeah. month anyway. It's fine. I'll put this aside for now. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. And then next thing you know, it's like the 15th of the next month and you're having the yeah. same conversation again. Well, it happened
0: to me when I when I launched, I... I, I decided I just need to put something out there because otherwise I'll, I'll never launch. So I need to have some sort of accountability and I was probably doing maybe every other week, um, trying to do once a week. And then I realized I just didn't have the capacity of facility to be able to put something out on a weekly basis. So I paused production for about two months and I said, I need to get these ducks in a line first. And I'm I'm okay that I'm not producing anything right now. I'm going to restart at, you know, mid August or mid January, and then I'll launch. But I now have a plan because I yeah. have some experience underneath my belt of what type of work it takes and what do I need in order to do something on a frequent basis.
1: Yeah. I mean, when we, when we were at the, uh, the podcast forum last year, so I was on the panel where we were talking about like, um, the technicalities of audio and audio production. Right. And, um, <clears throat> I think the question I asked was um you know like w- what is the amount of work you do to in editing how much do you do it mm-hmm. in in pre-production how much do you do it in post-production right which is <laughs> how much of the audio cleanup you do later yeah. and how much you take care of beforehand, right? And, you know, everybody had a different answer on the panel, right? Which was obviously fascinating. And, um, you know, so you had one person who was like, dude, I, do, I don't I do care what happens during the show because I know I will handle this all in post-production. Uh-huh. And I'm happy to sit for five hours or 10 hours in post-production listening and listening and listening until I clean up, clean up the audio, clean up the edit and everything else. And, you know, the other person was like, no, no, oh my God. Like, I, I'd rather spend an hour... In the in, setup yeah. and clean up everything in in the room and what I'm doing, so that um, you know my work in post production is is minimal. Yes, right. Yeah. And so I think you again, it's it's. Every, Where did
0: you lie on the spectrum?
1: It depends on the show. <laughs> It's all context. Yeah, it depends on the show, man. So like, context. I mean, you know, we... Um, so obviously when I'm producing a show for somebody else or we're doing a PR show, for example, we record in the studio and everything's very clean. And then... Because they're the... Again, it's a show where the focus on content is very high mm-hmm. in the sense that it's an advice-based show where we're communicating a certain amount of... thing around a certain topic in terms of what's a good way to communicate with influencers, what's a good way to with the media. And um, so th- that's the focus. Yeah. And so um, getting that bit is where we want to focus all the post production energy uh, you know i have i have to get a show out that is no more than 10 minutes uh, which is packed with the right amount of information so it's yeah. not too much but so, so that's what we want to focus on yeah. and so you know so taking all of this stuff out in advance is better uh, for tales we for tales i didn't care for Tails, I said, you know, I want to record the entrepreneur in his environment. Yeah. So you want the background noise? Uh, a little bit of the background noise yeah. is okay. And again, when I say background noise, we have to be very careful that what I mean is I don't mean that like there's like chairs falling over and stuff. I just mean that if there's a little bit of, uh, uh, you hear that little space behind you, like which you don't hear, for example, as we're talking now mm-hmm. in a proper soundproof room, um, or for example, when we were at we were at a restaurant and uh, you know we we recorded uh, while they were setting up. Before the place opened. And so you had like the, the staff was busy like setting up plates and other things. Yeah. And you heard occasionally some of the stuff. Yes, there was a point where we had to pause because the ice crusher came in and it was just like, I'm like, I can't even, I can't do yeah, anything I can't with this here. I was like, please stop. We have to like let this finish and then we'll get to yeah. it. But, um, which is fine. I mean, those things happen. But, but we, we made a conscious effort to say we want to be in the environment and if we capture some of the sounds in the environment, that's okay. Mm-hmm. So it really, again, it depends on the show. It depends on what you're trying to do. I mean, if you're trying to be a, a documentary style, very well produced and stuff, you may want your audio to be very clean but you're okay with, you know, you're out on the street when you're taking, you know, when you're getting a sound yeah. bite from somebody and that's a, ca- a car passed by when you did that. Like, there's, that's fine. Um, but, you know, when you're in a very, like, like we're sitting now where we're in a very one-on-one interview and we want things to be nice and quiet and crisp. So it really, again, uh, it's it's about what you're okay with as mm-hmm. well when you're trying to put out your show. And I think that that's what figuring out, that's what that whole early planning is, like you said, right? Like when, you're, when you say, I'm going to do a weekly show, it sounds like, well, you know, every week I'm going to sit in front of a mic for 10 minutes and I'm just going to say what I have to say and walk away. Yeah, that's not what actually happens, though, uh-uh. right? Because you you stumble, and one day you're not in the mood, and your energy level is low. So you hear yourself, and you're like, well, I sound like I'm dying. Like I'm gonna record yeah. this tomorrow, yeah, because I'm just not at the right energy level. A lot of things get in get into the picture in terms of just getting that 10 minute recording done, yeah. But then post that 10 minute recording, I'm not happy with it. I want to cut this out. I want to change this. I want to put a proper intro in. I want to do. There's a lot of work. So when you once you start to understand how much work you need Mm. to get one episode Mm. out. That's when you start to really understand, okay, I can do this reliably once a month, twice a month, once a week. It doesn't matter. Um, I mean, I know there are people who are like, I don't care what the audio sounds like at the end of the day. I really don't. Is this a little bit of noise? Big deal. I'm just going to put this out there. It's good enough for me. And what is good enough for you is different, not good enough for somebody else. And what's good enough for your your audience may not be what's good enough for my audience. Again, a lot of this is contextual. Yeah. I think,
0: you know, that seems to be the the theme throughout this whole <laughs>
1: everything's contextual. This whole talk.
0: Everything's contextual, and it's true. Yeah, you know, oftentimes people say, you know, in the Facebook, Instagram world, um, you know, make shorter videos. You know, your video should only be less than so three minutes, so less than twenty yeah. seconds, less yeah. than ten. You know, but then, but then, if you think of the context of video, well, there's a lot of one minute videos. That I don't get more than five seconds through because it is so boring. <laughs> but I will sit for 12 hours through all the Lord of the Rings. Yes. Or I'll sit through a three-hour Joe Rogan interview. Right? So, but that, again, it's contextual, one, on the the quality of the creative. It's contextual on the audience. It's contextual on the medium. Mm-hmm. It's contextual on so many different levels. And I think what you've been pointing out is that you have to be aware of where does your show fit within the broader spectrum of medium, media, of the medium. And how do you, you then position yourself creatively within that you one, conform to some of the Uh, obligatory scenes, if you will, of Mm. that medium while being different enough so that you're not just blending in with everyone that's out there.
1: Yeah, so I want to add one more thing, which I think is, was has been a guiding principle for me when I'm putting out most of the shows. I I really want to be respectful of the listener's time. Yeah. Right? So I really want to think that, how how do you determine how long a show should be? It's a tough question, right? They, again, very like, going question. back to our theme, it's contextual. It depends on the show. It depends on the topic. It depends on how frequently you're putting stuff out. There's a lot of uh, question marks that you have to answer to say, okay, putting all these things together, a 20-minute show sounds about right, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so how do you determine that? Well, that's You learn that with experience to some extent. Uh, but like I said, but for me, the I, I, or, I, or I look at it as saying, okay, how can I be really respectful of the listener's time? Which means mm-hmm. if I'm going to take 20 minutes... Uh, out of the listener's day, can I make sure that he should he or she should not feel as though he wasted even yeah. a few minutes within that space yeah. to be like, wow, that dragged on because actually I got the story in about ten minutes or fifteen minutes, and the last five minutes was them just rambling about X or Y, um, and that's something that we, we try to like really, really think about. Yeah. And again, look, a lot of that stuff is subjective. Right? What I might think is interesting, you may not think that's interesting, mm-hmm. right? And I, of course, I can't please everybody. Mm-hmm. But just with experience and with time and talking to people, you start to realize, listen to other shows, right? Like where, where what do they leave out? You know, why is, um, I mean, just imagine like Tales of the Trade. Most of our interviews go up to about two hours. We don't have a single episode, I think, that's more than 35 minutes long. Wow. Right? Like, or 35, I think, was like our maximum. Yeah. But we, and that, that includes an ad break somewhere in there and like everything. Because we've, we've just been very tight with what we're keeping in. Yeah. And it sucks, by the way. We've made some very tough decisions in the editing room, much to my own frustration. Mm. Like oh, I can't fit this in there, but it's such a good bit, or it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there are other avenues. We use bonus episodes as a way of sharing some added stuff that we think are is fun and interesting, but may not have really been like didn't fit into the episode. But we've we're just yeah. sharing it anyway. This is some yeah. extra stuff. Uh, but yeah, again, we we kind of look at it as saying, okay, is this really is this piece of the conversation really important to his business in in like in terms of his setup and what he did, yes. or yeah, what he yeah. did, did it actually matter in the larger context? And if it didn't, then no, it's not going on the episode, no matter how hilarious that bit was. Yes, you know. So uh, we did, for example, an episode with uh, with Surf House, uh, which is the uh, the main entity behind the surfing culture in 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 Dubai, and I mean that interview was. Outside of the fact that he's got one of the most amazing stories in terms of a business, especially considering this region, and it's it's a fascinating story, uh, and he went through a lot, he mm. went through a lot of hardship, but but there were bits we took out that I mean on the day I was I was very angry that I had to take them out, but they didn't contribute to his story. Yeah, you know they just. There were good things that there were fun things that he did, yeah. as part of his business, yeah. But they didn't. They, they didn't, didn't move this narrative along. Yeah, they didn't move the narrative along, and and I mean, considering that his narrative was about the fact that, um, you know, he they 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 cut off his supply at one point because they had decided that he was not doing the right thing, and or or that surfing was banned at one point, mm-hmm. and you know, and that directly impacted him. Like that was the narrative that in 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 trying to set up a surfing culture when surfing got banned or when or or trying to set up a surfing culture and then surfing got banned and he was getting fined for taking his board out on the water like that that's interesting or that's important the fact that he has a scrapbook of every fine that he's received was that important Mm. you can argue you know and and that's when you're doing that kind of thing so uh, anyway but like that's difficult it's difficult as a yeah, producer and a it, it, to it's, figure it's, out. Yeah, yeah, But I mean, the idea is that, again, it's, a, okay, I want to be really respectful of the listener's time to say, look, if he's going to tune in to me as frequently as I would like him to tune, I want him to subscribe. I don't want to waste his time. Yeah. At the end of the day, we all, you know, struggling for time and trying to figure out what the you know yes you know, this is the amount of time I have and I have a commute here or there that I can get. my friends sometimes are not able to listen to my show cuz they don't have time it's not that they don't want to listen to what i'm producing mm-hmm. but you know i mean it's there i i know like when we did the Courtyard episode i was so excited by it cuz i think it's one of my favorites but i had people who because we released it in um in december yeah and you know everybody's doing year end stuff and, and all of that and i'm like but you're driving can you not like it's 20 minutes like go listen i want to i want to hear your feedback and you know like Three weeks later, I got feedback about it because I was like, well, I'm sorry, but like, I just don't have time to listen. Yeah. And so I'm on my own friends, if they're having that struggle. Because it's not just that
0: they don't have time. It's they're maybe on that 20, 30 minute community, they're distracted. They're thinking about something else. Something else.
1: else, They want to dedicate time to it. They got a call. I mean, these things happen. And so, uh, I mean, my thing is my friends have a higher motivation to listen to what I'm producing in theory. In theory. And so... You know, expecting a, a random listener or someone that totally. follows me to listen to this means I have to be very respectful of the fact that I'm not wasting his time. I'm not putting content out there that even I don't want to listen to, but I'm just putting it out there just yeah. because. Those kind of things. I mean, if you, if you can cover all those bases and figure out roughly how long it takes you to do that on a fairly frequent basis, that should be how you define your podcast. Yeah. And that should be what you target. And then and the rest will almost fall into place afterwards which is i know it's it's easier said than done Mm -hmm. but it's about it's that commitment to come back whatever week after week month after month and keep doing that because if you don't do that you will pot fade
0: yeah it's the it's the to sum up what i I hear us talking about it's the context Mm -hmm. of of the show that the the kind of show that you want to produce why you're producing it it's the expectation of what you are able to put in what you want to get out of the show and then finally it's show up as professional set a calendar set a commitment know what you're getting into stick to that come hell or high water as they would say and and stay in it for the long run
1: yes i do it for the long run i think that's that's like super key and you would do things for the long run if you have the right motivation behind it so let your motivation not be i want to make thousand bucks in ads every week or every month or whatever let the motivation be a good one Yeah, Um, I'm interested in this topic I really like talking to this friend Uh, I I love movies it can be anything really Uh, but do it for the long haul and then the rest will fall into place I mean we have tons of people by the way that uh, we look at like Instagrammers and bloggers and stuff like who followed it stuck it out have been doing it five seven years and today they're getting invited to things or today they're getting paid to do collaborations or whatever it is and if that's where you eventually land that's fine too by the way i mean i'm as someone who gets paid to podcast i i'm not i'm the last person to be like don't let money get into the mix i think right. it's it's perfectly all right to do that in fact you should do that if yes. the opportunity arises because it allows you to sustain yourself absolutely but uh but you know don't don't let that be the motive let the content like i said let the content be the motivator to be like this is what i want to share this is what i want to put out mm. for whatever reason and uh, and then yeah try to do it consistently i mean it's it's hard. We all know that. We we all struggle with it. By the way, I mean, and things happen. We we did a tech show that I had to be put on hold because one guy decided to leave the buy like abruptly overnight. And I mean, what do you do in that situation? I mean, you can you can have all the calendars you want, and you can have. I mean, right. emergencies happen, yeah. right? Like these things happen. But you know, all of us are committed to doing the show, and so we had that conversation. We said, mm. are we still committed to doing this, or, or do we want to? change strategies now so no we're committed to doing this so it's fine I said okay we'll, we'll put out a little note on the feed that says hey we've had an emergency sorry about that we'll try and come back as soon as we can Yeah. I mean I think we kind of didn't talk about this so much but I think um, you know we talk about engagement and stuff and it's so important to like talk to people that are listening to your show as when you can, um, in some ways. I mean, the fact that like, you know, for me, like w- when I heard what you were talking and I, I know I reacted even though I had not finished listening to the episode because you were making an interesting point and I had something to say and I, I immediately yeah. sent you that note as yeah. hey, I'm still listening to this stuff, but I, 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 as someone that has, you know, foot in both pies and ugh, I'm still back at that analogy, but like, you know, and for you, it was, I mean, you instantly went, oh, that's awesome. Let's keep talking. Yeah. Hey, can you come on my show? Let's talk more about it, yes. like properly. And so, just that step, right? Like I like said, you had a couple people who responded to you. You reacted to them well. And whether it's not necessary that there will be two episodes that come out of it. In that, if there is, that's great. And if there isn't, there isn't. But the fact that you engage meant that you know now that like you saying this or you talking about the business of podcasting led to the second conversation around yeah. the business of podcasting. Hopefully, us having this conversation yeah. will lead to more conversations. Totally. around that, you know, And I think that if, if you start to engage and you start to talk to people, you start to ask them for feedback, when you do things that are interesting, I think people will give you feedback. It takes a while, by the way, and it takes, you know, don't expect 50 people to start, like, targeting you. I mean, the, it's so funny, like, the, we got a comment on the Declutter show I think about two weeks ago. And someone literally like messaged on Instagram to criticize the episode. That's all, right? And uh, so instantly like, I, you know, I mean, we responded politely to say... What was the criticism? um, It was something I think like we had not... I think the advice that we had given was this person did not feel like we had given accurate advice on dealing with a specific topic. Um, And I mean... You know, again, the, 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 a lot of the stuff is subjective and yeah, all that, of yeah. course, right? But but there are certain things I think. I mean, just like t- uh, if you look at it, today's entire conversation is subjective. Totally, right? a lot of this is my experience uh, and your experience modeled together, based on what we've seen and what what has worked for us. And the same thing is true when you you tomorrow you can talk to a different podcaster or your last or last week when you talked to uh, talked to Khaira, the same story. Like right? you, she had her thoughts about how what worked for her and what is working for her today and what will work for her, et cetera. So a lot of this stuff is subjective. And so tomorrow someone can turn around and be like, wow, like you guys talked all this about context and context and context, but, uh, you know, I... Whatever I, I targeted becoming the next serial and guess what? I'm at 100,000 downloads, so up yours, people. Like, yeah. whatever, right? That's fine, you know? But uh, but yeah, I mean, so we got this comment and like my first reaction was, well, if someone's taken their time out to leave a comment after... That's two things for me. One is they've heard the show. Yeah, it's Yay! good news. Brilliant. Um, and two is they felt strongly enough about something that we said that it led to a quote unquote discussion mm-hmm. and I say quote unquote discussion because it was a very it was a strongly worded comment about how it was more like you can't just say that because of yeah. some reason right um, sure it feels a little tacky but that's okay uh, but but for me like the uh, like I said uh, this is what I had the conversation with the host I mean there are two good things here one you gotta, someone's, someone, someone's listening and someone's listening dedicated enough that they then said, Hey, in addition to the 10 minutes I, you, I gave you to hear your show, yeah, care about I'm going to take two more to, minutes to say, to, to say something. And I'm like, that's great. I, I, yeah. I take that as a positive and I take that as yeah. a good thing. And because it can get a bit lonely in podcasting. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is lonely. <laughs> um, and you know, I mean, one of the problems I suppose with the whole decentralized thing, unlike you say something like YouTube, I, I, I disagree, by the way, just in principle, that there should be a monopoly on on platforms at this level, mm-hmm. and we've talked about that. Uh, but the advantage is that you know you have the sort of commenting systems and everything; it's all in one place, and so you get a lot of feedback. Yeah. Um, I mean, on something like YouTube or on Instagram, yeah. compared to yeah. something you ever get on podcasting, which oh, is yeah. hard, right? Um. So, but yeah, I think I think everybody should try and make as much as an effort that they can to engage. I and think then, engagement is huge. Yeah. I mean, so even if important. it's one person, that's fine. But I think you get, you learn so much from that one, one fan. Then, yeah. you, you know, then you would at looking at, I got a thousand listens this week.
0: And that's why I, I
1: look at that too. When I, what I
0: look for, when someone's messaging me on Instagram, it's normally where it happens. I get so stoked. I engage with them, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's just a, hey, like. I love your podcast. I'm like, thank you. Then I start asking questions. I'm right. like, if you're taking the time yeah. to listen to my voice, I'm humbled, I'm honored, and I want to value you because this is why yeah. I'm doing it. And so when when you messaged and uh, Abdullah, he messaged me, I was like, this is great. One, because it's it's provoking thought, yeah. which is what I want. I'm not trying to fit everything that I think about sure. podcasting into hey. one thing, but I'm trying to... Provoke thought, provoke question, to provoke people to think a little deeper about what they're doing, why they're doing it, and so when you message, I was like, "Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's the conversation is more complex. Oh, it's very complex than just a, here, yeah.
1: a, 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 a
0: one." vantage point or one lens
1: yeah and i think again like i mean we i think all of us say this in podcasting that we're very happy that's very decentralized mm-hmm. uh, type of platform and stuff it comes with some problems though yeah that, you know like as we we're just saying in terms of engagement is hard um re, you you don't the benchmarking is hard as mm-hmm. well because i mean you look at youtube and you say okay here's a bunch of videos here's the average what the average video gets and therefore i'm doing well not doing well whatever i mean you'd be like i said i mean you'd be surprised how often um, The one and only question somebody posts when they start a podcast in a lot of these groups is, hey, I got 50 listens. Am I doing good or bad? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. mind you that the technically, you know, the most common one is where do I host or yeah. like how do I set up an RSS feed, But that's the next question. But the next question is I'm, I'm is getting... How many should I be
0: getting? What how many should I, I should be, be getting? getting for? Is
1: that good? Is that is that bad? Uh, You know... um should i be at 100 i somebody but really, told, is
0: that even a question we should be asking
1: we i don't think so i don't definitely not when you're starting but i don't think you should i mean okay i think up the, the we've covered a lot on this yeah, podcast we kind of... So we're going to go into this other area where we were talking about platforms but anyway because it kind of ties into this topic too um yeah we live in a very like retweet culture as well so mm-hmm. like we look at a tweets or or any 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 content um effectiveness or success based on how many whatever the feedback mechanism is. So if it's yeah. so if it's likes, it's likes, a thumbs up or whatever it is. We look at that I think but those are in so many ways vanity metrics. They are extremely vanity metrics. I, however, I mean, so are downloads. By the way, in theory, right? Like how many downloads you get is unless mm-hmm. you're you're pitching to an advertiser. This number is purely vanity. Yeah. Right. Uh. So if you're pitching to an advertiser, fair enough. You want to give him an ROI, and so you tell him how what your reach is. But otherwise, you, you telling somebody that you have a thousand listens on your episode means nothing outside for you like it's just like saying i got 500 likes on a tweet like it's yeah or, or, or on instagram for example so i think and i yeah, think d- he, what's your outcome
0: and like what do you want to happen after those people like or listen does it matter I think for I think I think that is more the question that it's because it's a question of yeah, engagement
1: but, but but yeah in in podcasting yes because in podcasting the download means that someone has actually heard the content and it, it it has another layer to it but in a tweet or whatever like that's pretty much the end point like some interaction on that tweet, totally. hitting a retweet or hitting like and then that's it that's the piece of content it, it got treated and it's over yes right so there's nothing to really follow up thereafter so to speak in a way but I think but yeah they're very vanity metrics and unfortunately we have thanks to these platforms we've been driven into Mm -hmm. measuring everything by vanity and uh, it's, it's this other debate that's happening sort of online and among certain platforms to say the, you know, should, should up followers. I mean, that's a big one, right? Like everybody mm-hmm. sort of looks at follower as your strength. And yes, it, that's not wrong. I mean, it does matter how many followers you have when you're talking about reach and, and your ability to to get downloads or your ability to do something with that reach. Uh, But, but should, you know, should I make my decision on whom to follow based on how many followers they have? Or should I do it based on the content they, they're putting out there? Exactly. Right? And exactly. so- Yes, in theory, I like to believe that a lot of times that's what I'm doing—that I actually scroll down, look around, see what they say, and then say, "Oh, okay, I think this is interesting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow or whatever, depending on the medium." But it, a lot of times, that's not what happens. I mean, I don't have the kind of time to sit and. Evaluate if, like, for six months, this person has been posting the kind of content that I think would be valuable to me from tomorrow onwards. So I say, well, if enough people are following him, probably has merit. If I don't like him, I will unfollow him tomorrow. Yeah, and that's how we do these things. And it's and true. as much as we want to be social proof, yeah, as much as we want to be aware, we have we have gotten sucked into this cycle of how many followers and and stuff like that. So I I'm I'm on a platform called Microblog, which is meant to be like an alternative to Twitter in a way. Um, And the guy that runs it, um, and we've had a lot of conversations around this, but um, it's, it's about, it's all of these conversations that what has Twitter and Facebook ruined for us Mm. you know, in terms of, because they, I mean, they came with a lot of merit, right? Like, I mean, we were all blogging in isolation with no way to share. I mean, outside of right. blog worlds, I guess, but right. like we, they, connected the- yeah, they helped us connect. Right. But unfortunately what happened is they didn't stop there. They then took over blogging and now, now we don't write on blogs. We write on Twitter, right? Yeah. Like we, we don't use Twitter as a way to share and communicate or, or meet new people. We use it as the platform in mm-hmm. and of itself in entirety. Uh, and that was their intention. They wanted us to drive us there so that we would never leave, obviously. So and then and the advertisers could, yeah, exactly. It's so the same cycle again. But uh, but yeah, so his his idea is to say, well, I want to create a network, a social network that allows people to both blog and share and have a feed where you can interact with other people. But how do I prevent the stumbling blocks of... You know the Twitters and what and whatever. So obviously the first thing is it's a paid platform. So to post you have to pay to host with him. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, otherwise you can you can you can be part of the feed and you can subscribe to other people and you can reply, but you can't create your own tweets or whatever the mini posts. As one and two is he does not expose likes and followers, at all, and it's a very conscious decision that he's made to say he's like I know that it would make this decision for you easier. Yeah, Because if you saw that this person has 10,000 followers, and he must be interesting enough to follow. So I'm going to follow make,
0: him based on his social, based but, on the but social you don't proof. Have,
1: he's not giving you that option. He's saying, I'm just taking that choice away from you. And I'm saying, if you want to follow this guy, do it because he seems interesting. Or do it because he or she seems interesting rather than because he's got a thousand followers. And yes, it means that he hasn't become a mass market platform, but mm-hmm. he's growing. And it's interesting to me that like the net outcome is exactly what you would expect it to be. The timeline is clean. Mm -hmm. And most people that are on there are, you know, people that want to communicate and actually interact and engage with other people rather than just get a bunch of likes because it doesn't matter because you, if, and even I think if you post something and I favorite it or I like it, you don't get to see that only i know that i've liked it hmm. so and and you know so there've been people every now and then ask him that and they're like hey why don't you add this because it would help me understand if some, what i some posted sort of feedback loop. yeah it would be a feedback loop because he, and he's like you know what my thought is if you've posted something that's really interesting, someone will reply, and that'll be your feedback loop. Yes, but if you haven't, I like that. But if you haven't, if someone hasn't replied and they've liked it, let that be a private thing to them, so that they can go and look back and see all the things. Which they then liked.
0: also puts it back to the person who's liking it, realizing, yeah, say, hey, take the
1: extra I need to step. take
0: the extra steps yeah. t- to comment because that comment would be the feedback loop, even if it's just a thumbs up on yeah. a comment.
1: And so it's, it's interesting. I mean, from just from a. Uh, from a study perspective, it's interesting to mm-hmm. me. This kind of stuff is interesting to me to see how other people are trying to tackle yeah. these kind of social evils, as we say, or whatever. Yeah. <coughs> I, think I think podcasting for, has the for same podcasting,
0: issue. Especially because it's a long-form medium um, that's not geared towards mass market. It's geared towards the long tail. It's geared towards um, a deeper level of consumption with a higher level of thoughtfulness, and I recognize in myself the temptation to just swing to the vanity metrics of how many how many people downloaded Mm -hmm. or how this episode rather than kind of like what you're talking about on the microblog engagement yeah and is is the messaging that i'm putting out is a story that's being told is it bearing fruit is it being impactful helping someone's life improving their life creating a change in their life because that's why i'm doing it if i had a hundred thousand downloads but no one's no one is actually benefiting they're just mindlessly listening right i think that you could say the show is actually in all reality a failure regardless of the million downloads it's just yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't my, say
1: failure per se, but well, yeah. But, it but not, depends not, on not, what your metric is, yeah, what I, I, your expectation is. But, but I agree, is. yeah. It's, it's, it's not like, I mean, you know, when uh, we were talking about the Surf House episode on Tails, um, and I got a comment from somebody that said, wow, like, I mean, and it is a very, very strong story. And I was like, wow, they, they went through a lot. This is great. And the person said, I live two blocks away from Surf House. I have watched them, and this person has been in Dubai for 10 plus years. I've watched them build that building. Right in front of my eyes, because I've lived in this area for all of this time. Um, but I never knew what they went through. Mm-hmm. And I got to hear that on this episode. Yeah. And that, I'm like, that's, that's, that's perfect. That's the success. Because that, my goal was to tell the stories of these businesses right. that didn't get told. Right. Even So it didn't matter to me then that that is not my most successful episode, which it isn't. Even though I think it should be because I think it's my best story. Yeah. but But that's okay, because I got comments like that. On that episode, to be like, oh, my God, what a story or, oh, my God, what they went through. Mm -hmm. I had somebody come to me and say, one person tell me, a friend of mine, tell me that, oh, my God, I want to go. I want to go and eat there at their cafe just because I just feel close to their story. And I got to hear their story.
0: That's success. That's
1: success. I would absolutely, hands down, without even any one of those comments would be successful. And I got both, Mm -hmm. which I think is just amazing. So... Yeah, would I you mean,
0: consider, if, if <coughs> would you for that specific case, let's say what you wanted to get out of that show was people to have more awareness of the restaurant and to go to the restaurant, I'm assuming.
1: No, actually, I, I, I don't think the second one was part of it. Really? It was just so, awareness I, I mean, in the you, story? Yeah, I think for me it was, uh, we have, we have, uh, com- I mean, um, businesses like Surf House or Courtyard, or, I mean, we did Tom and Serge as well as one of the ones. And... Who I, I mean I've seen them having been in this in Dubai for too long now. Like I've seen them grow from like this idea you know coups to like this you know either multi restaurant or this big theater mm-hmm. or whatever, and and have these people talk about it. With surf house, it was really funny because I I've been there a couple times on my own, just independently before that, and I would tell my friends, I'm like, this is a really nice cafe. They do such like great food. I'm not a surfer, but you know, I just enjoy the vibe. And let's go. It's far. Oh, and then you you have them listen to this and be like, wow. I, let's go check it out. It's nice. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, yeah. wow, look at what a different conversation where I was trying to get you to go there for like two years. And you just didn't, not that any of us surf is, surfs, by the way, mm-hmm. like, you know, but just as a as a thought. So no, I, I don't think I was trying to drive traffic to them in okay. any way, shape or form at all. It was just, um, I think they had interesting stories and I wanted to tell those mm-hmm. stories because I watched those businesses grow in front of my own eyes. And I mean, in the case of like, let's say a, a Tom and Serge or, or something, like I've actually, I I know most of their story mm. because I have, I've, I've been fortunate to get some proximity to them. Yeah. You know, just a, a behind the scenes.
0: And I think that goes back to, to showing different people have different expectations and outcomes from whatever content they're doing. And right. some people it's, you know, we just, like, they want to just share the story for the sake of the story, to share someone else's narrative and someone being able to hear and then bond emotionally with that right, person, that's success. Oh, absolutely. If if you had like a, a a a takeaway last takeaway piece of advice for podcasters who are listening to this, maybe something that you frequently see people stumble over that we maybe haven't touched on, what would be your last like one punch?
1: Ooh, um, I don't know. I actually don't know. I mean, I, I think I, I think we've covered all of it in a way. So I think um, I, I would love it if. If people took one thing away from this and it was the fact that they, it's very easy to think that like as we we opened with, right, like the tech and the feed and the mics and all of it being the key thing in the stuff everybody feels like they should stumble on. And I would always want that everybody understands when they're getting into this medium that it's the other stuff that matters. Mm. What you're putting out there, how you're doing it, how frequently and we've talked about all that. Um, and that people actually consciously understand like focus on that because I think it'll help make better shows. It'll help uh, people stay in it for the long run because that's what we want, right? We yeah. don't want pot fade. We don't want no. uh, we want this region to, especially in this region to grow podcasting and we want to see that you know, what are today 80 or 100 live shows become thousands? Yeah, if possible. and and we have more, I mean we we have a category problem here too, by the way. like we there are, there are categories that don't have any shows in this region. I mean, sure, we're trying to solve that by creating more shows ourselves, but like it is a problem. Mm. Uh, but, but we need more people. I mean, there are only so many shows I can make at a time and there are only so many shows you can make at a time or somebody else can. So we, the more people who do this and do this for the right reasons and do mm-hmm. it for the long haul will mean more categories and stuff. Uh, if you're starting a podcast look around like look at what other people are doing i think i think a lot of times we also get into this idea that i've got this amazing idea and i'm just going to do this and sometimes there's a show that's doing the exact same thing right out there already like fine maybe look there's nothing wrong in having more than one show of the same kind but i think look at that and at least if you see that like someone has done something it'll give you a proof of concept of sorts, right? To say mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, it works. I can I can get into it because my perspective will be different. Yeah, but it might also make you think like, maybe I don't want to go down the same road then. Maybe I want to I want to do this twist. Yes, to make my show yeah, slight, that's slightly different. Um, it's um. I follow a lot of tech shows, a lot of them are on Apple, especially. Um, and I, w- I was having a conversation with someone on Twitter who was just getting very frustrated because so... Um, it's a side story, but like, so the the head of Apple retail just, just quits about a month ago. And so obviously every Apple show that was talking about that piece of news. And it was just very interesting because everybody's analysis was exactly the same. Mm. And after a while, you're like, well, how many of these am I going to listen, right? Like... As much as I enjoy listening to different people's perspective and their takes on technology, when the topic is the same, there's only so many times I want to listen to that. Yeah. So, so think about that sometimes, and like you know, try to look at what could be different about you, or what what, what perspective you can bring that can be slightly different. Whether it's because it's a different perspective, sometimes it can be a different take on the same thing. You know, um, I don't think. I mean, maybe I shouldn't go on a limb and say this, but like, I don't think we need tech review shows. Mm-hmm. There's enough of them out there, and a review show that's based out of the U.S. Yeah, we'll see some differences here, but overall, it's going to be the same thing. Yeah. What are you going to say that's different? Yeah, compared to if you take a a tech show and talk about why why something would be different in this region compared to elsewhere, when, mm-hmm. and then you know, it's like those are kind. Of, I mean, that's kind of some of the stuff we put into planning when we're creating shows like we're thinking about like, okay, what's, what can we do that's different or why would this be more interesting than if you picked up a show from the U S that, that talked about this mm-hmm. topic? Um, so yeah, maybe that's, that's where people should look at and I'm hoping more people will, you know, join us and. And what would you
0: say to someone who's, let's say they're, you know, 40 episodes in 20 to 40 episodes in 50 episodes in.
1: Oh, keep going. What, like, what's your advice to then don't to take it to stop. the next level? Yeah, Well, well, hey, please don't stop. Right. Like it's, very easy sometimes to, I mean, we, I know we, we focused our conversation a lot around like this 10 episode mark and stuff like that. But actually it's it's when you're at that first year, second year stage is when you start thinking very seriously about, okay, look, it's not making any money. I've invested all of this time and energy up to now. I've yeah, I've seen a couple great. podcasts
0: that at around 100, they start to...
1: Yeah, and that's when they say, yeah, and that's when they start to stall because they're like, oh, well, what else?" Uh, what? You know. So for me, what has always worked is talking to other people, mm-hmm. whether it's other podcasters. Sometimes it's just my friends. Be like, "Hey, you know, I've been thinking about this idea to do this for a show. What do you think? Right? And do you think if this if I did it this way would this work? I, I mean, I, I pitch shows constantly to my friends and uh, people that I'm talking to uh, while I'm Conceptualizing it, yeah, you know. And sometimes the shows haven't even. By the way, I've had so many ideas. I, I've thrown. By the way, I mean, we we talked about me having six shows today and having a couple more in the works. I have tossed out twice that, yeah, over time. Either yeah. either because uh, eventually the idea didn't pan out, or because I didn't like it after I really pitched it, you know, to other people and I talked to people about it, or well, I couldn't find the host for it. And mm-hmm. there are some ideas that are sitting in the bank somewhere. When when I find someone that is right for it, I will bring them on and I'll do the show with them. Yeah, so. There's a lot of um so for, but but I find that like doing that and having that feedback loop even sometimes where it's I mean I actually find it very fascinating to talk to people that don't listen to podcasts about podcasts because they have they they're just really left field half the time and they're yeah, like they're, I, totally. I, they're like that would never make me want to listen to podcasts I'm like all right that idea is out like I'm not yeah. no point like what's what's the point if I can't drag you into podcasting when I make a show Yes, you know that kind of thing yeah, so it's yeah. um yeah so I, I, that's what I've I've always tried to do is when I'm when you know we're we're all trying to do like different ideas or or sometimes I'll go to a friend who doesn't listen and be like hey why don't you just, just listen to this one episode and tell me what you think because I think this episode is special in some mm-hmm. way. Um, so yeah I think do having I think when you're at that twenty forty mark really think about like interacting around you uh, because I think that's If you haven't done it already, I I would recommend you start much earlier. Mm. But if you haven't done it, interact with the people around you, interact with your listeners as much as you can. It's hard, by the way. I mean, just telling people, hey, leave me a review, write me a comment does not work as reliably as it it sounds like it should. Um, Most people will say like, you know, ask and people will give you. That's right. I'm not, Saying that's not true, but it's one thing when someone who has a hundred thousand followers says, "I'll ask," because even one percent of those come—that's a huge number. Yeah. And when you have a thousand followers, and you get point five percent engagement, like ten people, so you only have ten people who have to all like you are addressing essentially ten people. Yeah. And then uh, what are the odds at ten people? Out of how many of ten are actually going to actually going to take that step? Maybe none of them will. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. So it's hard, but I. Th- I mean, like I said, yeah. You know, just step, sometimes it's okay to step out, go talk to people, attend conferences, like, you know, yeah. a network. I, I Networking works like a charm. It does. You, you'd be surprised, first of all, you'd be surprised at how many people listen to podcasts that you didn't know listens to podcasts, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, you know, we, we're, we're where we conceptualize all these these data around like how many people <laughs> are listening, right? But like, you that which is why I said like I think we've get know, out of the ivory tower in some ways. Yeah, I think that and I, that's where my 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 theory about we have a lot of podcast listeners that listen to a lot of American shows but don't listen to local shows that exist in this region. It's come mm-hmm. out of this networking because I I'm out all the time now like talking to um, you know other people and it's a great conversation center by the way when you tell them you're a podcaster. It was like whoa, did you do this for a living? What, like really? No, you're kidding, right? Like I had this conversation literally yesterday where I was out. It's awesome. It's <laughs> you know, awesome. Yeah, and they were like, "No, that's fine." But what do you do in your day job? I'm like, "No, this is my day job." Like, it is possible to make money off of this thing. Like, but of course, it's a different. It's funny as well, but uh, but it it, you'd be surprised how much information people will give you, when they start when you start talking about it. So like you know, this person was telling me yesterday about how, he listens to a grand total of two podcasts. They're very specific... In a very specific, you know, like there's one on mental health and there's one on physical fitness, and that's all he wants mm-hmm. to listen to, and da da da. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And you know, it was, for me, it was just like, so why, yeah. why do you listen to just these two shows? Yeah. And why do you stop at two? Like, why don't you listen to more shows? because clearly you like podcasting, like you you have space in your life to listen. Yeah. And I mean, by the way, the end result of that was he subscribed to three of my shows yesterday, right? Like congratulations. Because, because it was just like, hey, add your shows. Like, and I said, yeah, but I don't want to add them all. Tell me what you like, and I'll tell you which shows think you yeah, should listen yeah. to because i feel like the least i can do is like be nice yeah, you to him about, service oh, yeah, to yeah help him out um but but yeah but you know just it was just that it was a conversation i had over a drink yesterday because i was sitting at someone's farewell you that's know awesome. you know and, and stuff like that so i think like it's they're very small things but they make they make such a big difference i've had people by the way my uh like tales especially because that's the show that i think has the most not necessarily the most reach, but like that's the one that uh, I get a lot of feedback on. Generally, I mean, the number of people who pitch me people to bring on my show yeah. is very high, very high. But disproportionately high. Like, and, and a lot of them I'm like, yeah, but can you tell me what you thought of the episode? That's not what they want to talk to me about. They want to talk to me about who they think would be an amazing guest yeah. for me. But yeah. that's wonderful, right? Like that's brilliant. Uh, but uh, again, coming back to the point again, which is just engage with people. Like you, mm. you, you'll be surprised how much information they have for you i mean there are people that who don't listen to podcasts at all who when i tell them i do this tell me suggestions on who i should interview even though they're never going to even listen to what it's going to sound like and they don't have not heard me or they don't even want to listen to me but they're like oh you interview interesting businesses why don't you talk to this person yeah and i'm like actually that's not not the worst idea what let me can you connect me to them and and that's how uh my next season is forming like we've had you know we've had people connect me this way so so yeah network networking works great um and especially for a medium like podcasting which is not very mass market and visible Mm -hmm. so there it isn't like an instagram where you can reliably rest assured that someone's on instagram therefore it's easy to point him there yeah um yeah, discovery and stuff is a big problem. Everybody's trying to tackle it still. So um yeah, just just especially when you're in that mid area, a couple of years in and stuff, step out, start talking to people. Start talking to people you don't normally talk to, and you'll be surprised how much insight you'll get. Yeah.
0: I love that answer. Yeah. Well, sure, there Eric, you go. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's my pleasure, being man. The show, I, think this we, was awesome. I think
1: I've given you a lot of work in the editing. Yeah, room. you did. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh sorry one last thing yeah where can people find you where can people find your podcast um, online where's your what are your handles so we're,
1: we're everywhere obviously but um, so the easiest way to find our shows is to look for Amaya FM so that's A-M-A-E-Y-A-F-M the link will
0: be in the show notes
1: yeah and uh, so you, I mean obviously if you go to Amaya.fm you can see all the shows and then you'll subscribe to the individual ones but in the podcast players if you just search for Amaya you'll find I think you should be able to see all, most of our sh- most of the podcast player will will show you the entire directory of everything that we do so that's the easiest way we're also on i mean it's also on, on instagram as well amaya.fm again and on twitter FM as well so we're, we're everywhere thank you so much for being yeah, on the show pleasure, today man. It, it was, was awesome fun. yeah this was good
0: thank you so much for listening to own the future it means so much to me that you are here it means so much to me that we are in this together Please, again, share this with a friend today. And remember, if you own your story, you will own the future.